Smart Build for EU is an EU-funded project which supports innovators from the smart building value chain through concrete networking and communication actions. It also develops a strategic research agenda combined with policy recommendations. Together with Regis Decaux, project partner for Smart Build for EU, and my guest for this episode, we are going to discuss how the project will support the further uptake of smart buildings. Welcome to the EU Project Zone, a podcast series from Enlit and Friends, focusing on the energy transition and the EU Commission-funded projects that will help us achieve it. My name is Areti Daradimu, and I am the host of the EU Project Zone. Welcome, Regis, and would you please describe in a few words the Smart Build for EU project? Good morning, Areti, and thank you for the opportunity to introduce Smart Build for EU. So indeed, uh, we are a coordination and support action funded by the European Commission, and uh, our aim is to develop the European uh, community of uh, stakeholders who are interested in smart buildings. So that's really, a, let's say, a networking action Uh, our aim is to collect uh, typically best practices when it comes to, to smart buildings, example of technologies, for instance. And then the, the second uh, main objective is uh, indeed to reflect on a roadmap uh, of research. So it's about uh, identifying what are the, the most important, uh, um, let's say, topics uh, to explore in the coming uh, next years. And, and that will be hopefully funded by the, the Commission. Speaking of the topics that uh, that the project will explore, which needs of the EU energy sector uh, do you think it's going to cover? So it, it's very wide actually, because we in this community that we have started to to assemble, uh, we have now more than uh, 350 uh, stakeholders who are coming, you know, from the industry, but also from the public sector. Uh, and and uh, when you talk about smart buildings, it's it's about energy, but it can be more than this. It, it can go about. Uh, Topics on, on comfort, uh, smart buildings, it, it's being energy efficient, but it's also being comfortable. It's being accessible also for elderly people. So you see there, there's a lot of uh, needs, a lot of requirements and a lot of technologies to address that. So when it comes to energy, uh, one topic which is very, uh, let's say, uh, trendy, it's about flexibility, of course, uh, for, the, for the grid. So that's one of the criteria which uh, a smart building is expected to address. Yeah, that makes total sense. But you did mention 350 uh, stakeholders at least. So who is involved in this project? It's it's massive, right? Yeah, because it, it's it's a European community, and I, I believe we are the the very first uh, European community around this topic. Uh, so that's why we have, of course, uh, representatives from various member states, and so we have indeed a large industry, SMEs, uh, associations as well at national level. We we do have a, a few national associations on, on smart buildings, and we try to make them uh, network and, and talk together in this uh, Smart Build for EU community. So that's why we have so many players. But it's important also to define the, the future research topics uh, because we want, of course, to, to these topics to be representative of the needs. Uh, and so that's why we, we welcome very much the inputs from uh, a lot of stakeholders to, to define those, um, yeah, those themes, let's say. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, however. I would also assume that uh, the people that are the stakeholders also represent kind of the target audience of the project. So my question to you is, who is your actual target audience? 
The target audience uh, is really the scientific community. Huh? It's really the researchers, uh, because we define together the topics, and then probably these are the same players who are going to uh, implement the research, who are going to work on these future innovations uh, and, and develop them together. So uh, yeah, it's really. And um, I was thinking while you were this, while you were saying about the scientific community, etc., that. A topic and a project devoted to smart buildings it involves a lot of technologies. So I would like to ask you, what are the um, the technologies that are indispensable for smart buildings? And also, if you can give me sort of your vision of the smart building of tomorrow. Yeah, so it's it's um, an excellent question, <laughs> actually, and uh, and again in in smart build for you. So we develop some uh, brochures mm -hmm. uh, to um, let's say uh, make a directory of um, what we call the most prom promising innovations when it comes to to smart buildings. But now we have a book of something like uh, 30, uh, 30 what we call success stories. Yeah. And, and it's very, very uh, different, the technologies that you, you can think about. So um, typically, I, I can uh, perhaps uh, mention two of them, which I think are important. So uh, there is a group, a cluster of technologies. It's related to uh, smart building envelopes. So it, it's really, you know, instead of having uh, passive components in the envelope of a building, it's, for instance, uh, the envelope is going to uh, generate energy. So that's one example of an active component. And, and I think that it, it fully makes sense. Um, and now the technology is available. Uh, you, you do have, for, for instance, photovoltaic uh, glass. You, you have more and more uh, office, office buildings with uh, full glass facades. And, and it's a shame that those glass facades are just passive. You know, it, it does nothing. <laughs> and now there is the technology available for the glass to produce energy. So, so it's combining, you know, photovoltaic and glass. So that's one example, again, of, of um, smart facet components. Uh, and then another trend uh, that we see, it's on uh, artificial intelligence uh, applied to, to buildings. And here, um, uh, for instance, you can make the parallel to um, autonomous driving yeah, for vehicles. This is now something that, that is uh, on the market. And, and you could imagine the same technology applied to buildings to uh, autonomously drive their um, management, their operation, you know. And so these, um, these components, they are there to, um, for instance, to control uh, the HVAC system, okay, for heating, ventilation, cooling. It's all about optimizing. But now with artificial intelligence, you can make things really uh, uh, transparent and seamless for the end users, for the occupants that they have less to care about and with the technology is going to learn about their behavior etc and it's going to optimize without any effort so um, and again it's a technology which is there i believe but it still needs to be uh, uh, demonstrated uh, and to be uh, more uh, democratized in a way <laughs> so that exactly. it becomes in yeah available on the market exactly and uh, technologies like artificial intelligence they need some robust regulation yeah so do you think that the EU Commission has some current rules and regulations, right? Do you think that these current rules and regulations are okay for now or do we need something more? It needs to be elaborated a little bit more. So it's, it's another excellent question, by the way, and, and quite complex one in that case, because the regulations, it's indeed at EU, EU level, but then it's also at national level. Huh? There exactly. are quite some uh, discrepancies. So. Um, I believe that at least at the EU level, there is a, 
a very strong element at the moment which is coming uh, in terms of regulation and it's the smart readiness indicator so it's a new um, it's a new certificate uh, promoted by the european commission which is going to um, uh, rate the smart readiness of a building okay so it's, it's similar to the epc uh, to the energy performance certificate where it's of course linked to energy efficiency and in that case the smart readiness indicator it's really about the the way your your how, how smart is your building and in that case okay it's a certificate so you're you're going to get a grade you know from a to g so very similar to epc but we think that typically this kind of um, um this kind of certificate is going really to push for smart buildings uh technologies and it's going to support the regulation uh to, to be adapted, to, to welcome these technologies and to make it easier to, to implement that. So, so we are quite confident about that because it's, uh, the, the member states are, there are now uh, seven member states who are doing um, a testing uh, phase of the uh, smart readiness indicator and, uh, and it's quite promising already. So, so we believe it's, it's going to support us in a, in a great way to, um, to implement um, this portfolio of, of um, innovations. Yeah, this sounds great. Uh, those, um, um, those seven countries that you said, uh, do they represent the entire spectrum of the, of the European community? Because there's a, a huge difference uh, in the gears, let's say, in readiness gears between the south, the north, north, east, west. So... Yeah, so it's, uh, I, I'm quite confident again, because when I mentioned seven countries, um, it's, we are just at the beginning, actually, of the S, uh, SRA implementation. And we do expect in the coming months to have more uh, member states joining. Uh, just because also the Commission is uh, funding new projects under the LIFE program, which are focused on this SRI certificate. And, and we believe that through these projects, um, additional member states, I think 16 member states are involved in those ones. And so it will be a way to have... a uh, more of them uh, being involved and indeed to become more representative of the, the world spectrum and get more feedback and to consolidate this, uh, this certificate. So it's a re really interesting one because it looks at, uh, at energy efficiency, of course, but also there are many different uh, impact criteria. So it's about uh, comfort, convenience, about health as well, health of the occupants, uh, well-being, accessibility. There is one criteria which is looking at flexibility. So uh, it, it's it's really uh, yeah considering the, the the building as a as a whole you know and and it's going to make an, an holistic assessment of our smart readiness and uh, it's like for EPC you know at the end it has an impact on the value of your 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 home of your property and and we believe that the SRI is is going as well to do the same when you you get a good grade of your building on on this SRI it's going to increase its value right, in the, on the market. So at the end, you know, it's like a snowball effect. It's going to push everyone to, to adopt these innovations. Hopefully. hopefully. Hopefully this will happen. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to think uh, something like that. But all this talking about smart build buildings made me think of smart cities also, because one thing leads to the other. So as my like, last uh, question to you, I would like to, to have your vision on the smart uh, city. So I believe you're right. It's it's very linked, and uh, I believe we have uh, 
well, equivalent initiatives at, at Smart Build for You, uh, but at the city scale. And uh, and we do we do talk together, and and there are great examples coming from the smart cities uh, field, which we can in a way replicate. And and so we we have examples. We we are networking with with them uh, in in this community of Smart Build for You. So uh, yeah, I think the the two uh, scale have to to work together. And when it comes to the flexibility criteria, of course, just looking at at a building at a single building alone and does not make sense so you have to to work at least at the district scale but then also looking at the city scale um, so it's it's quite uh, i would say complementary but the good news is that again we we are in touch <laughs> we collaborate and that's the entire aim of a, a project like smart meal for you it's to build a, this community as as uh, as wide as possible and of course to incorporate the, the feedback from everyone including municipalities for sure and with this uh, positive note, I would like to thank you, Rezis, very much for uh, our conversation. Thank you very much, Charity. And thank you for joining us. You've been listening to the EU Project Zone podcast, brought to you by Enlit and Friends. You can find us on Spotify, Apple and the Enlit Europe website. Just hit subscribe and you can access our other episodes too. I am Areti Daradimu, host of this podcast series, and I thank you for joining us. Thank you.